Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about spiritual magic, the law of attraction, how to best enjoy this journey that we call life. My name is Colin. I'm a life coach, tarot, oracle card reader, and medium. My name is Stephanie, and I am a transformational life coach, helping you shift your thinking. Right. We want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the audio version, and thank you for watching us. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you enjoy the show and you feel called to please like us and subscribe to us. We would greatly appreciate your support. It helps us out a lot. Each week we discuss a different topic. And this week we are going to talk about... Tell me something good. Tell me something good. That doesn't... At first out of my mouth, it doesn't sound like a topic. It sounds like a... uh, Telling somebody what to do. I know it's not even a question. It is a it's a statement. <laughs> I'm always like, it's a question. No, it's not a question. So, do you want to kick us off, Stephanie? Seeing as this is, um, I learned about this topic from you. But I want to share. Yes, so I want to share where I got it from. So, um, I was lying on my chiropractor, Doctor Chris's table. She's going to be here next month. She's our second guest. I'm super excited. And um, I'm so I'm lying there and she's, you know, doing her thing that she does, which is amazing. And she says, tell me something good. And I'm like, ooh, I like that. And um, and I go, I'm going to take that. And she goes, go right ahead. I stole it from someone, too. <laughs> and um, and so I proceeded to tell her something good. And then I thought, oh, yeah, because that's, you know, being a teacher, coach, right? Um, I am a longtime student, so I, you know, take from here, take from whatever sparks my interest, and I take and I use for myself. If it works, then I share it with my clients. That's just kind of been my process over the years. And so I started, um, you and I were working together when I started using that, and that was like we would start the session. I would you know, say, hi, how you doing? And then it was like, tell me something good. Click. Time starts there. <laughs> And, um, and what I found was that it immediately set the tone. That's why I did it at the beginning of the session, because it set the tone for the rest of the session. And a lot of times people are like, uh, uh, because we immediately, right? Most of us can relate to this. We immediately want to go into, I'm going to tell you what's wrong. I'm going to tell you all the bad stuff that's going on. And because law of attraction is always working, we just get more of that stuff. And so if I tell you what's something good, then I'm going to think of other stuff that's good because law of attraction is always working. And so I just found it was super powerful. And you, thank you so much, being my awesome client at the time, you left me this beautiful voicemail. Was it, was it a Marco? Was it a Voxer? It must have been a Voxer because I remember replaying and I transcribed it. Um, because you left me this beautiful message one day and went on about how it had helped you so like you were just like what is your thing and you're like this is your thing tell me something good you're like i've done so much self-help and personal growth and had coaches and la 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 she goes he goes but that one thing made all the difference so that's he, you were like that's what turned it around for me and i was like oh because i didn't know that at the time it was happening and i didn't know that and so thank you awesome friend you're very welcome yeah it 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 seems um i know a lot of things work like this but it seems like what is that four words tell me something good yeah four words um that those four little words had such a major impact on my life but they really have they continue to and um I've learned, you know, I've read a lot and, and heard people speak about a lot of the, the research on the human brain that's been done in the last few years. And, yeah. you know, there's a couple of um, psychological sort of phenomenon that, um, like the spotlight effect and the negativity bias, which basically, in a nutshell, um, a lot of our human mind is, um, you know, evolved millions of years ago when we were in the caves, you know, um, just having discovered fire and cave woman, 
caveman. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, hunting animals and, you know, being very vulnerable to the outside elements and predators and other tribes and things like that. And so our human brains, what we've learned now is that, that, you know, pretty much our human brains were designed for one purpose, which was to keep us alive. Because yeah. if we were alive, then we could do all kinds of stuff. If we were dead, there wasn't much we could do. Mm -hmm. So um, the brain really developed and evolved in a way that it would look for threats everywhere. It would just look, it would just constantly scan the environment for threats. And that's because yeah. there were threats everywhere and we were very vulnerable as cavemen and women yeah. <laughs> in the world. And in these little, you know, tribes that, you know, would huddle together and struggle for food and struggle for shelter and warmth and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And so we now have those sort of same brains. They have the same sort of basic wiring. Yeah. And, but the reality is, is that most of us are not in mortal danger 24 yeah. 7. um obviously the COVID era has <laughs> and even then more. yeah but even then yeah i mean you're not there's nothing well the thing about the way the brain uh helped us to survive was it would identify the threat and then it would help us defeat the threat and the threats were real and the need to defeat them was real so if a, a wild animal was attacking your cave yeah yeah. Your brain would help you identify that threat. And it would, yeah. you know, do all these things, pump you with adrenaline, you know, all these things to help you Get kill the animal. out of the... Yeah. Your family would be slaughtered, you know. And so you're right. Even with COVID today, there's not a threat that, like, we need our intellectual minds to, you know, determine how to be safe. But there's nothing... We don't control that virus. The If we had a fear thought from that old wiring, it doesn't really help you defeat COVID for yourself. It's, uh, we actually need calm, rational thought right. for things like that today. Wear your mask, wash yeah. your hands, stay six <laughs> feet apart, you know, feet, be, yeah. yeah. Use so, your logical common sense mind to keep yourself yeah. safe and protected. But so, yeah, so basically what, we're in this weird space in, in the modern world where those of us in the developed countries, at least, um, we don't have those threats. We, the things that the brain would help us defeat are not the things we have to defeat anymore. Um, I guess every now and then I did see a YouTube video of a guy who was out for a hike in Colorado or something and he got chased by a mountain lion. So maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe that And again, scenario. and again, you know, like that's one out of a gajillion, you know, it's like, you know, shit yeah. happens like it yeah. that's just but even then i have to say even then like he had to use his uh his logical mind because right. he realizes he couldn't outrun the mountain lion no <laughs> he did need to be forceful and like show strength but he also yeah. had to like remember his he he's uh was trained on what to do because yeah. he hikes a lot and everything yeah. so he had to remember all his training and like right. it, was, it was a really scary video actually um but <laughs> But and if um, you want to feel good and safe, don't watch yeah. that video. Yeah, don't watch that <laughs> or anything uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so anyway, so the thing is today, the things that we, but the thing is our brains have not really changed their basic nature. And so what they do is they scan the environment. If we, if we don't take a role in determining yeah. what our brains do, which we absolutely have the ability to do now. And it comes back to choice. Yeah. comes back to choice. We have a our, choice. Our brains will just default to yeah. scanning our environment constantly for threats. And what happens is you end up, the wiring ends up identifying threats, but it's not a mountain lion and it's not a woolly mammoth and it's not a saber tooth tiger and it's not a warring tribe from over the hill. It's, and oftentimes it makes stuff up. Yes, but I think one thing that's that's hard for people, it was hard for me before I started working with you and I, we started doing that practice of telling me okay. something good, is that sometimes it's pure fiction, but sometimes it takes a fact, you know, like if I get a bill in the mail from the, from the IRS and I didn't yeah. know that I owed taxes or something. Yeah. Now that's a real fact, you know, like I get yeah. the piece of mail, okay. yeah, I open it you. up, maybe yeah. I didn't plan that month to have the, the money set aside for that, but it's due immediately. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's a real thing that's happening. Right. What my brain will do if I let it default to the old evolutionary thinking is right. it will make me think that I am, that this bill has the power to destroy me. Worry, fiction. fear. Yeah. That's fiction. That's total fiction. Cause that piece of paper cannot, 
kill me. Yeah. <laughs> and the and IRS then, does not have the authority to kill me. Um, they can take me to court or whatever, but like yeah. there's a whole bunch of range of options that I have that are perfectly, you know. So, sorry, you. Well, and that's why I, you know, because I'm currently walking through something right now that's extremely challenging and I'm choosing not to share about it right now. But, you know, I, I, I was with someone the other day and they said this, that someone had said this to him. I'm like, oh, stay in the moment, right where your feet are. Like right now in this moment, I'm safe. We were laughing earlier. You were showing me this video. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, right now we're, you know, sharing this information with others. I'm okay. I got yeah. clothes on my back. I roof over my head I got food in my tummy I'm here with my awesome friend same with you you know so it's like and I and and that's what I do is I help people shift their thinking because it's really our thinking and it's and you and you're right it's our you know we're wired for fear we're wired to work because we need to protect ourselves and so it's that we have these patterns of thinking that we don't even realize we're doing it and that's what I help people do is like pause, change the focus, right? And then we're creating these new neuro pathways. Because these other things we've worried about whatever, how many times have we talked about it, thought about it over and over. So I like to think of it as the Grand Canyon. That shit is deep. <laughs> and why? Yeah, deep and <laughs> wide grooves. You know, we've, we've told our best friend a jillion times and we do it to each other. It's, I mean, it's, it's so harmful. And that's why like, I love the tell me something good. I remember being at a restaurant with a friend and um, the waiter came over and he's taking our drink order or whatever. And I go, tell me something good. And he like, like he paused for a moment and his brain was like going, what would she just say? And I go, tell me something good. And he goes, he thought for a second, he goes, I'm super excited because I'm going to go on vacation next week. I go, really where? And he starts telling, it was so awesome. And he's like, thanks for asking. I'm like, you're welcome. He walked away. I felt good. He felt good. I didn't know that. And he got to share his joy with me. It was really beautiful. It was a feel-good moment for both of us. Yeah, I think so. Um, I definitely had struggled with negative thinking, you know, most of my life. I don't even know. Me too. Yeah. I got a great story about that I'll tell you about. Okay. Um, and I, I remember discovering this book called Negaholics um, in like, 2002 2003 somewhere and this person had the author of that had written about how from her framework um or her perspective that negative thinking was an was an addiction yeah, and totally. i really related it's a bad to that. habit yeah um but still even so that book helped me but even what i what i was frustrated with until i started working as your uh, a client of your life coaching was that issue of I didn't know how to, typically for me, if I want to change my behavior, if I want to form a new habit or change how I do something, I need to practice something. I need to know what to practice. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with negative thinking is I would get all this and I, I, I read more books and I watched more videos and went to workshops about negative thinking. And I would learn about why it happens and how destructive it is and all this stuff and you shouldn't do it. And like, and, and like you say, the general guidance was pretty vague to me uh, at, at almost at every turn. It was sort of like, you need to just stop your thinking and slow down and whatever. And I'm like, okay, but my habit is to not do that. I don't know how to just sort of randomly start stopping my thinking because when I get, my experience before working with you was when I got caught up in my negative thinking, I didn't see it was all so fluid within me that I didn't yeah, see a point yeah. where where's where am I choosing the thought? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah so, we have to catch it early, otherwise we're on down the yeah, rabbit you're, hole, you're and of, it's like I'm foobard. Yeah. yeah, and it gets into this thing that I think sometimes it creeps me out, <laughs> but it's good to be aware of it that like sometimes I am living like a delusion, and I don't mean you know like I'm seeing uh, things yeah. that aren't there. I just yeah. mean. I'm interpret. my brain is in a mode of interpreting information in this yeah, negative way. The story. And, and I am believing that that is my reality yeah, as I, I go forward. And the reality is, is that's not my reality. It's a yeah. filtered version of it yeah. that I am believing. Yeah. Um, what is it? Is it Byron Katie who says yeah. those, I think there's four questions we ask. And yeah. Is it true? Is it true? Know yeah. that it's true. <laughs> I like that one. Cause I, yeah. you know, I too, I mean, I, 
let me just say to y'all, like, I do this because I, I was that person like mm-hmm. for years. And then I stumbled upon this work and was like, oh, I ch- shifted. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I want to, you know, help my clients. And so, and I, this is perfect because, so I don't remember what year it was because I had already bought the Mercedes Benz. So that was in 06, maybe 05. I forget. Made this huge purchase. It's not a good purchase and gotten myself was like, why did I do that? And I was beating myself up really bad. Got into a major depression. I was at my mom. Why was it a bad choice? Like why would? Financially, it was just like, I should not have done it. And it wasn't even what I wanted. It was like the wrong wrong color. I wasn't even happy. It was was really impulsive Mm. to an extent. And so I was at my mom's. I was in this depression. I was at my mom's. My mom was watching Oprah and Oprah was interviewing Goldie Hawn. And for those of you know, Goldie Hawn is very known for being happy and bubbly and, you know, just, and so Goldie, um, Oprah's interviewing her and, and Oprah says, you know, why are you so happy? Like, you're just so, and she goes, well, you know, she goes, I was tested and she goes, I have this higher level than normal, um, chemical that just makes us happy. And so that's why. And I was like, and I remember thinking, I may have even said this out loud to my mom. I'm like, I want to be like Goldie Hawn, but I will never be that way because I don't have that chemical, that much chemical in my body. So I will never be that happy. So then fast forward, you know, I got that client who, or that customer who was like the customer from hell, started doing this practicing of, you know, these things, like really changing my focus, you know, doing all these things. And then I, I just woke up one day, I was like, oh my God, like, I am like Goldie Hawn, like I'm super, I'm. I feel better more of the time than not. Mm. And I was like, whoa, how did that happen? So it is that, because during that time when that customer, I had to, I was forced. It was like either I will live in utter terror and pain and just mental anguish, or I need to survive. And I feel like these things help threw me a life preserver. And I, felt better. And then I felt like super stable and grounded and it was incredible. And so that's what I love helping people do because I love that weebles wobble, but they don't fall down because life happens. It can like cut us off at the knees and we're just like, and it's like this work, life will happen, but we will never, we'll sway a little, but we will Mm -hmm. never fall to our knees and just crumble. Yeah. So what changed for me when I started working with you is that our, I think for most of the time, the three years that I was your client, um, I think I had like a 50, five, zero minute session every other week or something like that. 60. We did two oh, well, one hour sessions a month. Yeah. Yep. And when, and we would do it on the phone and mm-hmm. when we would start, you know, I would say, hello, you know, <laughs> or you'd Hi, say hello. Colin. And then the first thing that would happen is that you would say, tell me something good. And I've talked to you about, it seems like a small thing, but the importance of the wording of that phrase for me, because what it did was it opened the door for me to practice what I needed to practice. Because if you had said something like, what's going on or how are you doing? Which is yeah. like how most, I've had a lot of talk therapists. And <laughs> no. and nothing, nothing against that, but like that's the typical. We're not going thing. there. Because what yeah. we talked about, most people tell me what's going bad or the problem. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's where I, I see myself in other people, the negativity bias, the, the spotlight effect, you know, it's like, oh, if you've asked me for a check-in, we, it's sort of this idea of like, well, I'm not going to talk to you about what's going well, because I don't have any work to do there. You know, that's just on autopilot, it's going well. I'm going to tell you about what is in my face as a problem, <laughs> you know, um, but when you said to me, tell me something good, and I told you, like, I'm a little bit of an English language nerd, and it's a, it's a command sentence. <laughs> yeah. you know, the structure of that sentence is what we call a command sentence, which means you, you're essentially giving an order. It, it's not necessarily an order, but like you're not, you're telling somebody to do something. You're not yeah. um, 
giving Asking them a question. Not, I always thought it was like a question. Yeah. It's not. It's not a question. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm telling someone what to do. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think anybody that's watched even just this episode of the show knows that you're not a drill sergeant type. So you didn't say all. it like, yeah. tell me something good. No, um, I was like, tell me something good. But, yeah, yeah, it was light. It was playful. But mm -hmm. it didn't give me, like, I would have had to... Um, broken with your opening intention there in order to go negative. I would have had to say, well, I'm not going to tell you something good, Stephanie. I'm going to focus on, you know, these problems I have, which felt too socially awkward, frankly. So when you started saying that to me, it just sort of in the moment gave my brain in a little way, it felt like I didn't have a choice. Like I had to say something good. And what that did was that created this moment that I got to yeah. practice of yeah. you created the moment by saying that of that's where I can practice oh I had three problems in my life that I was ready to talk to you about in our session today but I have yeah. to put those down mentally it's almost like yeah. I had I came in mentally like carrying a bundle of wood or something yeah. and then you said <clears throat> let's talk about fish or something you know and I was like I'm going to put this wood down. <laughs> um, but it was that sort of thing where like, I, I really felt like I had to, I was so ready, especially in the early days yeah. to talk about my problems right. and, you know, like, let's, let's figure out how to solve my problems. And instead what I had to do is I literally had to put my negative thinking mm. down. I love that. And I had to look in yeah. my brain. And I mean, most of the times, even probably after this in the third year, you know, there'd be this, you'd be like, tell me something good. And I'd be like, no, by the third, no. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, no. And even, even after, I, I mean, we don't know because we're not looking back at it, but I know there were times when I would ask you that and you would start to tell me something good and then you'd veer yes. into the negative yeah. and I'd give you a little moment and then I'd be, I'd redirect. Yeah. And, um, which you are amazing at. I think that's one of your greatest skills, not to, you know, inflate your ego here on the show, but um, <laughs> you can I think you're amazing okay. at that. You were really amazing at that because I'm also, as someone who was dominated by negative thinking for a lot of my life, I'm also hypersensitive to criticism. Like yeah, somebody, can, likes it. somebody can be it. really well-meaning, but if I take it as like, yeah. here's, here's a way that I'm identifying you're not a good person, Colin, I can get really like triggered and like, Meh. And you just had a great way of, um, in that moment, I think from coach to client, when you can hear me, the goal is to practice telling you something good that's happening in my life all the way through to the end without going negative. When I start to veer off the road for you to say, okay, let's not, let's not, uh, let's not go there. Let's stay on yeah, track, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like a friendly, like, okay. Oh, you know, Yeah. because yeah. most times I wouldn't even know I was doing it. Right. It literally yeah. would just be so it's natural. Such a habit. Yep. Yeah. You know, as I got, as my brain, I would start out intentionally knowing like, okay, I got to talk about something positive here. Okay. Well this happened. But then as I'm just like going through my thoughts around that, my brain's like, Oh, well here, look at these other parts of that. It didn't go so yeah. well. Or whatever. It you know, just so. a habit, right? It just yeah. over yeah. time. That's why I tell people it's not, it's a gradual, it's a slow, but it, you know, that's why we meet week after week, month after month, yeah. because um, it is, it's just like with anything, we need to practice it. And then before we know yeah. it, and the cool thing about this work is like, by the time I'm done with someone, whether it's six months or a year or, you know, a year and a half, two years, whatever it ends up being, the cool thing is, cause I, it happened to me and I didn't even know it. They're just like, what? This is how I am. This is how I've always been. And I'm like, no, let's look mm. back what you were like before. Cause it's such a gradual, natural, easy prop. It just kind of flows that we don't yeah. even realize it's happening until like I, I had this happen it, for me. I was walking with someone one day. I wasn't even practicing it with clients yet. And she goes, yeah, you're really different. I go, really? She goes, yeah. Da, da. I'm like, oh yeah. Huh? And, um, and then even with clients, they'll be like, yeah, I was with my friend and they said, what are you doing? Cause you're different and not in a bad way. It's a good mm -hmm. thing, but it's, a, it, it's noticeable. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool. And I have found that even, even if someone's listening and they're like, yeah, but my friend is like so negative and no way. And I tell you, 
I have worked with people who are just like, whoo, I've even been like, I don't know. And then after I start hearing the shift, it's usually about the third or fourth month. And I'm like, ooh, look at, listen to that. Oh, wow. And it's the greatest thing ever. And it changes. Like when we're done working together, like they're going to, for as long as they continue practicing it, it's theirs forever. It's the best yeah. investment ever. Yeah, you can't erase that, um, what you've learned. Because you're forming, like, like I did, I formed a new neural pathway mm-hmm. and that I just didn't have before that now allows me, and I'm not saying I do it perfectly every all day, every day, but- And me either, I've got my stuff. <laughs> but now there's a gear that I can find um, where it's like, oh yeah, let's talk positively, you know? And I think that that, you know, what I always say, you know, I've written testimonials for your business and I've talked okay. to other people about why, you know, I think it'd be good for them to work with you. And it's, it's really because like, it, it is, it seems like such a simple thing, but it's like, if you're, I, I think one thing I really, that has been helpful for me in my life is that if there are a lot of surface problems or challenges going on, but there's a common thing underneath that if I work on that, it helps everything that's getting resulting yeah. from it, you know, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, so I try when I can to find those sorts of things, like instead of just trying to resolve symptoms, Sometimes you hit, but you just have symptoms and you have to address them, you know, yeah. but wherever I can, I try to find like, what's, but what's underneath that? What's driving that or what's creating that? And maybe not, it's just not creating that it's creating other things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so for me, it's like, if I have challenges in my life, but I'm thinking positively, all of those challenges are going to be easier. Yeah, if I start out from a standpoint of like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how I'm going to solve these things. How could these things happen to me? These things always happen to me. I'm always having a hard time. Those sorts of things that I think run through a lot of people's minds every day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not, that is actually the old evolutionary, you know, negativity bias, spotlight effect, Mm -hmm. but it's actually, instead of helping me survive, it's actually getting in my way of solving these issues because the problems that we have in the developed world today are not solved by getting all amped up to club a saber tooth tiger. They actually, it's way better if you have a challenge in front of you, whether it's at your job, whether it's in your marriage or your relationship, whether it's in a conversation with a friend, you're having a tough time. If you get all amped up, triggered and filled with that adrenaline and everything. Ooh, that I know, you if somebody, did, and you come at someone with yeah. that? Mm. <laughs> and that has become over the years that has become so normalized in our, especially in the, I don't know, I I haven't spent much time outside America. So I I try not to talk about other cultures, but um, if other people find the similarity, that's fine. But I know in in the American culture, I was, I was watching um, a show called uh, Entourage that I used to watch. Oh yeah, I used to watch that too. It's a great HBO show. And I was watching Mm -hmm. some old episodes on uh, YouTube last night and, um, or clips from it. And, you know, there's a there's this character Ari who's like the the sort of stereotypical um, asshole Hollywood agent who's like works 14 hours a day, has his you know Bluetooth glued to his ear, you know, and he's, he's just con- and he's mean to everybody. You know, he's mean to his assistant. He's mean to the actors that he represents. He's mean to the people that work for him. He's mean to the other agents. You know, like he's mean to his wife. Like and. The interesting thing about that character for me is he's not completely unlikable. Like, in fact, most people watch the show for Ari and in, including probably me. I mean, I, I don't really know, but, um, and I think it's like, there's a little bit of a, I mean, first of all, Jer- Jeremy Piven who played that role did a wonderful job as an actor, yeah, but it's almost like you get pleasure out of you. Like you get a little dopamine hit of watching him be mean to people. And I just couldn't help thinking like, I think that's because I, there's a part of me that's that negative part that would love to just like go around and yell at everybody I think is wrong all day. <laughs> and yeah. Ari actually just does that, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's like, I don't have to do it, but I get to watch somebody else do it. Yeah. But when you look at that character, especially in the early days, um, he leads such a sad existence. Like he's in conflict all the time. He's upset all the time. He's yeah. never like he talks, that character talks as if there's some, he's, 
doing all this yelling and everything to get things into a state where he likes them and he's happy, but he never gets there. Like mm. he just never gets there because he, again, and I don't, and I don't think they really right give a true um, view of what that life would be because I don't see right. him like abusing alcohol or oh, drugs. Yeah. And I, and that's the first thing that comes to my mind. If, if I was that type of person, I would yeah. be, drinking like a fish and popping, just doing all kinds of harmful things to just kind of, cause we yeah. can spew it out, but it's still there. Cause yeah. it, it just, you know, yeah, just who we're being from. But, um, yeah. and I think there's this idea in our culture too, that if you are a positive thinker, um, there's weakness I even, there. I don't even like to use that word anymore because mm -hmm. um, I don't even use that word positive. And I kind of cringe when I hear people mm -hmm. say it because there is such a negative connotation to it. People mm -hmm. think, oh, I have to be like all light and fluffy and just yeah. go around and be happy. And it's like, no, I'm just like, which one feels good? Like, yeah. does, does Ari feel good? Yeah. Because when you said, oh, I just want to go around, it made me think like, maybe once in a while we want to be like <laughs> you know but but to yeah. do that all day long i would get sick like yeah. me personally i would get ill i would like well, people do i think people yeah. do i mean i think yeah. that's the i don't remember every single episode of entourage but um i so i don't know if they had that happen to ari or not but I well, mean, that's what i mean because they don't he doesn't oh okay and yeah. so you know he'd be popping tums and you know just yeah. something because physically that stuff creates havoc yeah. in our body that's where yeah. disease comes from dis-ease so um i was gonna say i'll go say something i forgot <laughs> oh so it's just about focusing like what feels better mm. it's not about being positive thinking it's just like we've talked about this throughout the shows is just like our episodes is like what feels better like that knowingness inside yeah. like if it gives me a pit in my tummy yeah. Or it makes my neck tight. It's like, mm, probably not going to want to think about it. Noticing what's the thought that comes through. I love that. You know, yeah. is it true? You know, a lot of times we say, think things and they're not even, we don't even know that they're true. They're stories we tell ourselves. It's like yeah. insane what we do with our thinking if we stop and pause. And, and I am guilty of this as much as everybody else. I just have a, a lower tolerance for pain mm. um than some um because i think the more i do this work the more i'm just like that doesn't feel good i'm not going i can't do that or if i do i'm like like i said i'll start to get sick or i yeah just a hot mess and i'm like how's that feel how's that working for me it's not well the other thing too is is and again abraham hicks talks about this the secret talks about it a little bit but um, you're the one that really helped me understand about the art of allowing that because I feel like one thing that people misinterpret. Oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I feel like people in the secret they misinterpret sometimes because I feel like the thing about um, the art of allowing it's not explicitly stated in the secret, but they do have this section on gratitude, and I feel like people don't focus on that section because it's one section out of like twelve or something in the film. But they do put it explicitly in there that um, that it's really important to be in this state of gratitude. And I think what I learned from you is um, gratitude is super helpful. But the larger picture is that gratitude is something that makes us feel good. Like we're focusing on something that we have in our lives that we're really jazzed that we have or had. And that feeling of gratitude is a is a good feeling it feels good in our minds and yeah. our hearts and our bodies yeah. Yeah. and so but you know a lot of people watch the secret i think and just think they they see the part about visualization right. and the part about you know writing stuff like down. you say the cash and prizes yeah the cash and, well but it's also like the process of you know i i think that's the biggest misinterpretation i've seen of the secret is like because what the secret talks about is how the universe is the one that brings everything to you. But people sometimes come away from watching the secret thinking, oh, it's all up to me. I have to like visualize, I have to write it down. I have to like, you know, yeah. do all this stuff. And I think the thing that I remembered from your coaching the most is, you know, you were saying, no, like actually if you can sit in your room for an hour and relax and feel awesome, mm -hmm. like that will do, it's not that action is not a part of the, equation it definitely yeah. is yeah but if you're ari 
for example, and you're going to go out and try to make, you know, manifest things because you really want them and you're going to like, yeah, you know, see that it's like total, like a wall yeah. comes up. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if we're comparing yeah. somebody just sitting in their room for an hour meditating or just, I don't know, like watching their favorite and music. We were, or, yeah. we were watching, we were watching yeah. a video of what was his name? Ty. Ty Gibbs, NASCAR driver, Ty yeah, Gibbs. Yeah, yeah. And I, when he won, <laughs> like I got chills all up my body. Um, yeah. And it was just great, you know, watching stuff like that. I was watching yesterday with my granddaughter. Um, I had looked for it years ago and couldn't find it. And the, <laughs> the I call it the poop scene of Bridesmaids. And, um, and they have, oh, freak, it's hilarious. So yeah. they have that seven, eight minute clip on YouTube and we were watching it. I was rolling and just like, I would love to see the outtakes of that one or, um, music. I love, you know, I'm, I'm 56. So I love like seventies, um, R and B and the OJs and, you know, I love music and they're the, you know, angel flights and the big, and I just sit there during lunchtime and watch that and just groove mm -hmm. out. And they're just having such a great time jamming you know, doing things like that, whatever it may be. I was watching my neighbor's cat feeding him and just petting his body. And I just love his little meow meow. And it makes me happy. Just those little things. I have a bubble wand that it's the little things in life that make all the difference in the world. And it's just changing that focus. And, um, and in that state of flow, we attract, we're attracting, we're attracting. If I'm like angry, no one who's happy is going to come near me <laughs> and nothing's good going to come from it. Like, but when I'm in a state of feeling better, cool stuff happens. You know, I meet other people who are smiling and happy or someone calls me and says, Hey, I have tickets to Dud. You want them? I'm like, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Thank you. Or whatever it may be, but just noticing how yeah. I'm feeling and what I'm attracting. Cause it's all attraction. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I think. Um, not to talk about the secret all day, but you know, Mike Dooley, who I love, he's one of my favorite people in the secret, you know, says something that I, I, it's true. It's factually true. He says, thoughts become things yeah, like what you think about all the time sort of comes true. But I think mm -hmm. what's, and I've mentioned this before on the show, but what's missed there is if I think about something all day long, but I'm thinking, but what I'm really thinking about, like I can say like, I want a new car, I want a new car, I want a new car. But if what I'm really aware of mentally, if my most strongest mental impulse there is focusing on the fact that I don't have the yeah, car yet and yeah. I'm really upset. How that I is it going to come? It. It's not right. here yet. I can't have it. I don't have the, how am I going right. to get it? Like I want it, but I'm thinking right. the lack of it. Yeah. 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 So even yeah. if the, 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 the uh, literal thought is, I believe I will get a new car soon or something like that. If you're real, if what's really going on there is I'm focusing on the lack of it, then I will actually push the time of me of that car manifesting into my life further out into the future because the universe is sort of too polite to be like, okay, you really seem to like, not like, but you're putting all your energy into focusing on the lack of the car. So I don't want to take that away from you. I want to like, let you keep doing what you seem to want to be doing. And this yeah. is just metaphorically because if the universe is not just, but just so you know, it's just responding to our energy. Yeah. And so right. it doesn't, it's not like, well, Colin, remember when you said it doesn't yeah. do that. It's just noticing our, it's just responding yeah, yeah. to what we're doing. So just, no, I understand. I was just, what I was trying to convey there is that it's, no, not, I know, you know, I just want gonna, other people to yeah. not take that literally that it's like, yeah, but the universe doesn't, over if you're if i'm focused 100 percent negatively on something the universe is not going to overcome that negativity yeah. and deliver what i want it's yeah. because and um and i think that's where people get tangled up is that if they're doing the affirmations the visuals visualization you know the scripting whatever but the energy behind it is um net well what we call negative yeah and we um, can tell by how we feel whether yeah. we're we're in the state of allowing or disallowing it. If, yeah. if the thought feels good, then we're in the state of allowing. If the thought doesn't feel good, then we're in the state of disallowing it. Yeah. We can always tell by how we feel. Like think a thought mm -hmm. and then check in and see how it feels. Yeah.
And it's not that it's good, bad, right, or wrong, or it's not going to happen. It's just that that thought doesn't serve you to allowing what it is that you're wanting. Yeah. I remember I wanted to tell the story. Um, I was living in LA like I am now, but I was traveling down to San Diego once a month or so and to see my friends there. And I had a birthday party at the Old Town Mexican Cafe in Old Town, the part of San Diego known as Old Town. And which we talked about in the gazebo episode. <laughs> but um, uh, I had a bunch of friends from San Diego that were uh, gonna meet. And for some reason, I don't know if it was like a Friday or something, but it was like a long line. So we had a huge wait uh, to get a table. And we were waiting, we were also waiting for, I think that was the other thing is like, they had that policy that's so prevalent now, which is you, you can't put your name on the list until your entire party is there. So we had to wait, we had a couple people who were running late. So we had to wait for them to show up. Then we had to put ourselves on the list. Then we had a long wait. And I don't remember who came up with it. I feel like it might've been me, but it might've been you, Um, which was, there were people who didn't, like it was, some of it was circles of friends that didn't necessarily know each other terribly well. And so as kind of like an icebreaker, whoever came up with it, we were like, tell us one thing about your life that you know you're you're super proud of that you really are excited about that's happened to you and it can be any point in your life little kid teenagers 20s 30s whatever and i just remember like we were so oh and we were going to do and we did this cheerleading thing where after somebody told us this amazing thing about their life Uh, we were just like yeah we did a cheerleading thing of like, yeah, that's awesome way to go. And, it, yeah. and genu- genuinely, like we weren't yeah. making it up, no. but no. whatever that was, people clapped or people said, yeah, way to go. And I just remember feeling like, why don't people do this all the time? Like, cause mm-hmm. it made all of us, like you could not have stayed depressed in that yeah, circle. You could not have stayed feeling down if you were mm-hmm. feeling down. Like it just became this chain of like, and with yeah. every person that went, we were more excited. Yeah. There were so many things that came out of that for me because A, we we set a mood yep. and then we jacked it up repeatedly, yeah. you know? We so got we got to know each other too. We got to know each other. Yeah. We also got to celebrate each other, yeah. which I feel like we just don't do a lot in our right. normal everyday lives. Yeah, yeah. We do that for children, but we don't, something happens when we get older that we just stop doing that. We start criticizing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think that happens when we get into school because I think kids are joyful. And then once they get into school, I noticed this with my grandkids, they really shifted once they started going to school and it made my heart hurt because I was like, oh, because we spent a lot of time at school and for years Yeah, and kids just change. And so, you know, hopefully that'll shift in the years to come. But anyways. But um, I remember thinking when we did that, it's like. That's powerful. We need to do that again. This, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's almost like, I don't want to go too far with it, but it's almost like, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, talk therapy is helpful for a lot of people. It's been oh, super yeah. helpful for me. Yeah. Um, you know, medication for certain, you know, low grade mental illness can be Absolutely. tremendously helpful. Yep. But it's also that you know, we could also in, invite this other element into our lives where we consciously right. together focus yeah. on yeah. stuff, talking about Absolutely. stuff that feels really good yeah. instead of going off the rails and, and, uh, and I like, I, I always forget if it's Buddha or Gandhi, but I said, you know, let me be the change that I want mm-hmm. to see in the world. And I, I believe yeah. that it starts. And I remember seeing Deepak Chopra years ago speak and he spoke for like an hour and a half. And then at the very end, he said, you know what? He goes, let it begin with you. Just whatever yeah. you can do, he goes, that will make the biggest impact. And I just thought it's as simple as that. You know, yeah. all of our things that we do that make the greatest, highest quality shifts and changes in our life, they're really simple. And we just want to yeah. complicate the shit out of things. And I want to say, you know, Abraham always says, like, one who is in the vortex, which is basically in that state of allowing, of feeling good, um, is more powerful than a million who are not. And that is the power. It's not about forcing and making someone have thing do, or, you know, I need to be fearful about what other someone else is going to do to me when I'm in a state of allowing, when I'm in a state of joy, when I'm in a state of appreciation, when I'm in and near the vortex, 
there's nothing that can come and hurt me. Like I am, it's like putting this bubble of love around me and an accident will go right by me. I will swerve in the, I'll be told, you know, things happen. That person who is angry or is doing something violent doesn't even come into my realm Mm. because I'm not at that energetic level. Mm. And so, um, yeah, Michael Beckwith says in The Secret, it's one of my favorite parts too, is, you know, that there have been scientific studies that show like when people, when they put uh, receptors on people's brains and, and run them through various, you know, scenarios or mm-hmm. show them certain images that um, thoughts that make you feel good are 100 times more powerful than thoughts that make you feel lousy. Um, so our real challenge is, is just doing the things that, that where we are choosing thoughts that make us feel good rather than choosing thoughts that make us feel negative and i think the brilliant thing to reiterate about tell me something good saying that from one person to another it puts you in the mode where you that person will practice consciously choosing thoughts that will make them feel good and so one of my goals which i have not achieved yet is to have more of that in my casual friendship conversations Mm -hmm. that i have with people on zoom or on the phone now is to start is to agree to start off with Mm -hmm. tell me something good because what we usually default to is how are you what's going on and regardless of how the other thing i love about that is so many of us, and I don't mean to downplay anyone who is genuinely suffering or with health issues or financial issues yeah, or whatever. That stuff is Those real. are all real. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's normal to have feelings that don't feel good about those things. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, like I know for me, I'll just talk about myself. I have so many blessings in my life. Mm-hmm. Like if I get up, if I wake up in the morning and I start thinking about a problem, that is statistically so off. It's not to say that that problem isn't a challenge that I am actually facing, but it's so disproportionately small compared to all of the amazing things I have in my life. I have amazing friends. I have plenty of money. I have this creative outlet. I have my rock band. I have, you know, all these, I live in a beautiful apartment in Los Angeles, like all of these things. So it's not that that, you know, problem or challenge that I think about is not, you know, I shouldn't deal with it or I should ignore it or whatever. But it it's like if grows. I focus on it, if I yeah. focus on it, I am statistically, like yeah, I'm statistically off. Like it makes more logical sense for me. Like if I have 80 things that are awesome, that are, that are real, that are in my life to think about. And then I have 20 things that are not great. Just right now, they're not in a place that I'm happy with or that I like. It doesn't make any sense to only focus on the 20 that I don't like. It makes sense to focus on all of them proportionally, which means I should be thinking 80% positively or in ways that make me feel good all the time. But what I tended to do before your coaching was I would just sort out, I would just take all the 80 good things for granted. I don't need to work on those. So I'm not even going to think about them. I'm going to focus on these problems or challenges or whatever. And so I'm not telling, I don't, it's not my intent here today to tell anybody like, don't put, you know, if you have a financial issue or health issue, like no, don't focus on to. it, just forget no, about it. No, not But at it's all. like, we need to do, be do the balance, look at the full balance sheet, look at the yeah. full balance yeah. sheet, look yeah. at all the things that are going awesome in your life yeah. that you're grateful for your friends, your family members, your, yeah. you know, the there's good things something there's, you. there's yeah. at least one, if not three, five or 10 things that are yeah. going well. Yeah. And this other thing is, you know, even like for me, it's like, you know, I'm walking through something and it's very challenging and, mm-hmm. and I'm just doing my best and practicing self-care and, you know, um, yeah. watching the videos and listening to music, knowing those things that make me feel good and doing those daily because um, it's just making that thing that's challenging a little less challenging. And, um, and it'll pass, you know, like everything does. Um, and, oh, so two things I want to say is um, it's always best to start practicing first thing in the morning. Because yeah. a lot of times what we do is we pick up that thing, what happened bad yesterday or what was bothering me, and we pick it up like a bone and we just drag it around with us. And I, you know, I, in the first thing in the morning, I meditate and pray and read stuff that makes me feel better or what have you for the longest time I'd be asked myself like what are 10 things you're thankful for Steph and I'd count them off um, mm-hmm. 
because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Like mm. if I just hit the ground running and yeah, not not and things may not go quite so well as if I set my mental thinking. And it is a daily thing. It's not like I had a great day this day and I was really on it. And then next tomorrow's gonna. It's like no, we hit the reset button every time we wake up. It's like and it's it's a daily practice. It really is. So. But we, we can get better at it, and and it's totally worth it. Like, we have five minutes. We have a yeah. minute. We have whatever it is. It only takes 17 seconds to change a thought mm. um, and have it grow into something else. So. Cool. hope somebody got something out of this. Yeah, this was I, – I really appreciate this discussion. I, I, I got so much out of that when I worked with you and it's really, you know, but I, I, I just want to practice it more because I just feel like it helps me so much. And then it also, it's one of those things I love because if I practice it, I have to practice it with somebody else. Like I have to tell somebody like something good and that, that has an impact on them, you know? And it's a ripple effect, you know, it's like yeah. if I'm in a better mood and I yeah. interact with someone that has an effect on them, just like yeah. if I'm in a bad mood and I interact with someone that has an effect on them. So it's like, what's best for me is best for others. And we can, we can be part of the solution instead of the problem. Make yeah. a difference. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. If you call, if you feel called to like us or subscribe to us, it helps us a lot. We're really grateful. So do that. Um, if people want to find you, Stephanie, they can reach you. How can they reach you? www.powerinjoy.com and I have a free 30-minute discovery session for you if you'd like. And you can always reach me at my website, colinwooster.com, C-O-L-L-I-N-W-O-R-S-T-E-R. For those of you on YouTube, we're spelling that for people who are in the car listening to the audio version. <laughs> <laughs> but just so you know, in the YouTube comments and also in the description on the podcast, um, we have links to our websites and Instagram and Facebook and all that sort of good stuff too. So um, thank you so much, Stephanie. This was awesome. Yes. Had another really fun time today. Um, thank you all the folks listening thank to us you. on the podcast. Um, we have subscribers now. I'm looking at the metrics now and we have people who listen to us every week, which is awesome. Yay. We have subscribers on YouTube who are watching every episode. So thank you, thank you, thank yes. you so much. Um, Love it. We really appreciate it. And if it's helpful for you, we would appreciate it if you would spread the word, let other people know about it, because you never know who could get something out of this. So please, thank you. All right. So thanks so much, everybody. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you on the next episode of Co-Creation Station. <laughs>